When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard to a very interesting football Friday. Thanks for stepping in with us. And obviously breaking news is going around the National Football League. And it concerns the Philadelphia Eagles. It concerns the Washington team. It concerns Raiders and Browns. Obviously, you're looking at multiple games being moved now because of COVID. And it affects the Eagles mightily. There's no question about this. There is absolutely no question. You're going to play two divisional games in five days. Two divisional games. Because then you have the New York Giants sitting on the back end of this when you take on the Washington team on Tuesday. The Eagle game has been moved to Tuesday. And we talk about, you know, competitive advantages. And you want to make sure that every team goes into every game with that same advantage, right? Well, I'll throw this at you here, and let's start it out here with this. Make no mistake about it. Nobody cared when the Packers couldn't field Aaron Rodgers. Kansas City beats the Green Bay Packers. Last night, they beat the Chargers. Guess who the number one seed in the AFC is right now? You got it. It's Kansas City. Kansas City is the number one seed because of that game. They're beating Green Bay. Nobody said anything when it was one player. And by the way, here's my problem with the NFL. So the NFL is moving yard chains and yardsticks again on us. They told us there'd be forfeits. They told us that there'd be this and that when it came to non-moving of football games. Didn't matter. National Football League's going to tell you what you want to hear, and they're going to do what they want. This is standard operating procedure. There was no way the National Football League was going to have forfeits. There was no way. And now the NFL's got themselves in a quandary here a little bit. Is this going to happen during the playoffs too? What's the parameter? You know, I mean, seriously, what's the parameter? Now, look, is it unfair to Washington because of all the issues that has hit the team with COVID? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have to start treating this like an injury? Because if you're not going to allow these football players to play through this, you know what's funny, too? Somebody said this to me. It's a deadly disease. I get it. I get it. Now, believe me, I'm not trying to sit here and play doctor like many people like Joe Buck do, like he did last night. That poor kid ended up getting his head knocked to the turf last night 
Joe Buck saying, oh, it must be cold. That's why he's shivering. I was like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm not going to play doctor like that here. But it's got to get to a point where the National Football League says, we got to play through this. You're on top of players, man. You practice, you hit. Football was always going to have a problem with this because you're in proximity with one another. Make no mistake about it here, guys. The NFL in life and people have to start dealing with this. Especially if you've been vaccinated and you got a booster. Here's my, here's my opinion. I say you play through it. I say you play through it. If you've got a booster shot on top of being vaccinated, again, I'm not, I don't, man, do I hate this or not? Wow, I hate this. We got to sit here and we got to talk about this crap because it's now infected the NFL. Man, COVID talk has to be the worst. Hey, I know, Thomas, right? Everybody coming aboard, appreciate you guys stepping in. I'm sorry about a gloomy football Friday here. Not very cool. I get, I, I'm with you, David. I hate this too. This really is a dis. How about this? How is this not a competitive disadvantage to the Eagles? You got to play three games in 13 days, and you got to play two divisional games in five days. So you go from making sure that Washington is given a better competitive edge in the game on Tuesday against the Eagles, then you turn around. And the team that had been following all the protocols and doing all the right things, and you penalize them, the Eagles would have been in a great position to make the playoffs if they beat Washington. Would have been in a great position. This thing's chaotic right now. Hey, by the way, bottom of the hour, Mario Cristobal will join us. Brand new head football coach at the University of Miami on this Football Friday. We're going to talk at length about the disadvantage of this. I don't really know if there's a proper answer to this. Let's get over to our friend, John McMullen, and get some insight here with this here. John, appreciate you coming aboard on this Football Friday. You know, John, I tweeted out earlier that there was no doubt that there was going to be multiple games that were going to be moved, and obviously the Eagles fell into that into that category, especially with the other news that came out a little bit later on this morning when Tyler Heineke ended up going on the COVID list. Can you give us the latest on what's going on now? Give us the time, if you know of anything, and just give us the latest on what you're hearing. Yeah, I mean, the league decided, and it was becoming pretty clear by this afternoon, the Eagles had uh, a feeling that something was coming down. So uh, they're not happy about it, but they realized that it was coming, as I said. I mean, I was with Nick Sirianni a little bit, after uh, practice, uh, and he kept checking his uh, his watch for updates, uh, his Apple Watch for updates. He he knew something was coming, and the league was going to change. Um, and it, it'll be seven o'clock Eastern Time Tuesday for the Washington Football Team and the Eagles. Uh, three games in total, obviously moved. Cleveland will. And Las Vegas will go to Monday afternoon before the Vikings, Bears, Seahawks, and Rams uh, also getting moved to Tuesday. So, you know, it's kind of this 
balancing act the league was trying to do with competitive advantage. You're in the playoff race. You look at Washington, Philadelphia. You know, Dan, if we, we start today, Washington is the seventh seed in the NFC. You have five teams at six and seven. Um, all these games are very, very meaningful. And I think the key from what what most people don't understand who are very upset, the key from the league's perspective is the vast majority of these players that have gone on the COVID list over the past week, past couple of days, are vaccinated and asymptomatic. So it's not unvaccinated. So I see a lot of people are are going back to that July memo that that said, you know, if the unvaccinated is caused for an outbreak, you're going to lose money, you're going to forfeit games. And they're saying, why aren't you forfeiting? It's because the vast majority of these players did what they were instructed to do. And you have this new variant and, and, and it's very contagious. Uh, and you have, it, it's not as serious though. And you have a bunch of asymptomatic players. And that's why the league decided uh, to give these teams a bit of a break. And, and yeah, it, it, it certainly hurts teams like the Eagles who will have a short week the ensuing uh, for the ensuing game. Um, and if you think about Seattle, because the, the teams are uh, obviously dealing with the issues are Cleveland, the Rams, and the Washington football team, you can only do the best you can, and I think that's what the league is trying to do. John, Darius Slay was at the press conference today, and he was very upset with how things unraveled this morning because he said the guys were sending text messages to one another, making sure they were wearing masks, they were doing all the things all the things that they were told to do at the beginning of the year. And here's the league moving the yardsticks on them again. You know, I mean, and again, you know, overall, John, if you're, if you're not looking through the Eagles kaleidoscope and you're looking through the whole thing and the, you know, the incoming, you know, and just the whole league here, you get the point. But if you're somebody that's been preparing inside their basically own bubble, you've got to be aggravated right now. If you're Philadelphia, you've done every single thing, positive that you could do to keep your football team healthy and out of the COVID protocols and then to get slapped in the face like that, then to turn around and have to play the Giants on Sunday. I I, I could see why these guys would be pissed off. Yeah, I, I, I could see it as well. And Rodney McLeod was on social media already. Uh, Lane Johnson, Alex Singleton. So a, a bunch of guys. I mean, yeah, the Eagles wanted to play on Sunday and um, to be honest, they would have had a, a easy time of it. Uh, if you don't have 11 starters, Washington was scheduled actually 12. If you had Taylor Heineke to it today, uh, they would have been without. And by the way, who knows if all these guys are cleared by, by Tuesday. Um, I, I think the NFL is in a tough spot. Uh, people are going to be unhappy. Uh, the Eagles are certainly in that category. I get it, but uh, they've done this before. And if you look at the games they postponed last season, and then everyone will look at Denver and say they were forced to play with a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. Well, the difference there, Dan, was uh, the Broncos were filmed. Uh, obviously, all the facilities around this league have uh, uh, great closed circuit television, things like that. Uh, they saw the quarterback room not doing the protocols, and that's when they said, guess what? You're going to have to play. 
Now, if they think people believe that they're trying and doing the right things, then they're going to give them a bit of a break. And that's what they felt was going on here. Because as I mentioned, and, and, and Dr. Sills, Alan Sills, the, the NFL's chief medical officer, had a conference call yesterday. He confirmed this. Uh, about 80% of these guys are, 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 are asymptomatic, number one, and the vast majority are vaccinated. So in other words, they were doing what they were told to do. Uh, and they still got it. And that's why uh, they're they're getting a little bit of dispensation where if they didn't, if they were unvaccinated and that caused it, they'd be forced to play with whoever they could cobble together. John here, finally here with this. Um, there could be a silver lining here and follow me if you if you subscribe to this. It looked like there may have been a game time decision on whether or not Jalen Hurts was going to go on. Yeah on Sunday. And, you know, you, you were hearing Nick Sirianni in the press conference prior to being told that the game was moved Tuesday, that, Hey, he's trending in that direction. It looks like he's still trending to be the starter on Sunday. Maybe at the end of the day, John, this is the best thing on the planet for the Eagles because it gives them an extra day's rest being able to go into that Tuesday game. Cause you subscribe to that. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I, I saw Jalen Hurts at, at practice today, and he still wasn't moving that well. And when when the stretching period uh, stopped, and, and actually when it was going on, they moved to side to side stretches. That's been his problem. Uh, he stopped, uh, and so I, I immediately the antenna went up, and I said, "Well, the Eagles can do whatever they want. I don't think this guy is going to play on Sunday." You're getting an extra 48 hours. So yeah, if you're if you're uh, looking for a silver lining, uh, high ankle sprain generally could be a four week injury. Uh, okay, looks like we lost John McMullen there. Okay, John, I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you so much there. And again, we got basically the basics there from John McMullen. Tuesday, 7 o'clock, the Eagles will play Washington. And like I said, there could be a silver lining in this whole thing here with the fact that now you're talking 48 hours for Jalen Hurts to be able to play in that Tuesday game where he was still a little bit suspect on whether or not he was going to play on Sunday. Folks, this could be, you know, a, an advantage for Philly to get their guy that they want and thinks gives them the best advantage for them to be able to win a ball game more rest for that high ankle sprain. You know, again, I, know, I, I understand all that with Gardner Minshew. We were talking about it all week long. By the way, please, guys, hit the like button. I'm going to start reading all your complaints because I'm with you. Players did everything that they were told to do. My concern is not with Washington. If I play on that Eagles team, I don't give a shit about – I don't care about Washington. No bearing on me. We did everything we could to make sure we were following all the protocols. And what really sucks is systematic. This is my opinion. I think you play through that stuff. I'm sorry. Systematic? Really? National football need, needs to take a look at even more so the protocols on playing players with this. If you're vaccinated and you got a booster and you're still dogging these guys out and sitting them? Why? Hey, man, get this. Cole Beasley's right. Why take the damn vaccination? Look, I don't want to sit here and talk about vaccination all damn day. 
I just think it's BS right now that the Eagles are being punished for this. All right, you know how this works. We got a lot to hit on today. And I guarantee you there's a lot of pissed off Eagle fans, and I'm with you. Like I said, I got Mario Cristobal at the bottom of the hour. Gigantic story around the country, him being taken away from Oregon and going to the University of Miami. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. We have so much stuff to hit on here, but no doubt the complaints, man. And I hear you guys, and I'm going to start reading them here. You know how this works. If you're new to the program, just sit back and watch. What I do is I read you guys' comments. We add them to the context of the show, and you guys are content to the show. So we really appreciate it. Dave, what's up, brother? Appreciate you coming aboard on this. Very disappointed football Friday for the Philadelphia Eagle fans. Big Red says, hell yeah, Philly going to whoop that Washington ass. Thomas says, the Eagles. Hey, man. Hey, you've got to be aggravated. Carl says, the NFL is in a COVID scam. Tadit says, I'm pissed. You should be. You'd have been 7-7. Seven and seven. Andrew says, this is a team, sto- team sport. The stop and go, the go and stop. Bullshit. I'm sure the players are pissed. Let's play as scheduled. Hey, Red, Hertz does get extra rest. He does. He does, man. Huge problem. What if the Eagles lose players on Sunday and Monday? For Oh, my God. That's a great one. What if the players start coming down with COVID issues? On Monday, you're dead right. What are you going to do, move the game to Thursday then? Here we are sitting here on a football Friday in the first 10 minutes of the show, and we're talking this BS. Good night, man. This is not football. You know what, guys, can I tell you something here too? You know what really sucks about this? Okay, guys, will you do me a favor? Can I talk to you like a football player instead of a broadcaster for a second? This is where I usually get in trouble. Can I talk to you straight like I would be talking to my teammates? Can I do this? Can I say this to you? Please tell me yes. I want to tell you exactly how I feel. Alexander, you guys, let me tell you this. So you ask me to go through a season with a torn knee, with my vertebrae cracking, broken fingers and arms, concussions. Telling me that, hey, suck it up and play. But now you're going to sit my ass because I'm systematic? No way. Systematic. Those players at this time of the year, last four games, have left parts of their bodies all over this country. All over this country. And you're sitting me for this shit. Man, would I be fuming. You're sitting me, hey, dude, it's one thing if I'm not vaccinated and I've got the disease and I potentially could be carrying. I I get that, man. But if you ask me to get vaccinated, I got the booster and you're sitting my ass and I've got a, a need that's killing me. You don't think Kelsey's got pains everywhere all over his body, Lane Johnson? You don't think these guys... Are, have given their all and got 
parts of their body that have been torn up. And you want to sit me because you think I've got the sniffles. <laughs> hey, I get the disease. I'm not downplaying it. But don't tell me this. Hey, man, you know, you got a you got torn cartilage in your knee. Can you go? Yeah, I can go. Oh, by the way, you, you tested positive for symptoms. I, I feel fine. Wait, well, you got to sit. Hey, man, what? Are you kidding me? You let us run through walls when we ha- we're all getting concussions. You see Vincent Jackson, stage two in CTE. They didn't give a shit about him. They let that guy play through all kinds of head injuries. But now with the sniffles, I have to sit. And I'm vaccinated. And I got my booster. Holy cow, are you just absolutely falling in line with the woke country this thing has become. This is absurd and obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Jesus, criminy. Guys, like I said, you're not vaccinated and you got it. I get it. I do. Disease has killed people. I'm not suggesting this. But don't tell me to do all the things you've asked me to do. And then tell me you can't play because I've got the sniffles or I I have symptoms, but I'm not sick. You know John McMullen said? 80% of the players that have systematic symptoms, okay? That's all they are. And you're sitting, guys. Come on, man. Carl says it's all about your health. Actar says preach on, Sills. Smile says Goodell deserves a bonus for saving this week's games by moving them to Monday and Tuesday. Hero? <laughs> Jerry Jones does not want... Eagles getting in. Rarely kills anyone that is healthy. Eagle, you know what I'm going to do here? Sorry. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a doctor like Joe Buck did last night. By the way, that had to be one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my life when a player had an head injury and he was shaking like this. You know what Joe Buck said? Because you know what the freaking NFL Make sure he tells all those play-by-play people when it comes down to head injuries. You know what they're saying? Minimize that, guys. Joe Buck gave an inference that it was too cold in Los Angeles last night, and that's why the guy was shivering. No. The guy's head hit the cement on the ground. He had a concussion, which leads to CTE. League don't want you talking about it. And there was Troy Aikman just sitting there not saying anything, and I love Troy. Oh, wait a minute. I got it. So last night when that kid potentially had a head injury, the NFL brushed it off as, well, it must be the weather in Los Angeles. But now you're experts in systematic COVID. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Then you penalize a team like the Eagles who did every single thing right. Man, oh, man. Unbelievable. Man, I got to take a time out. Guys, please do me a favor and hit the like button. We thank you so much. By the way, I'm going to continue to read 
all your stuff. I got Mario Cristobal coming around the corner here. Brand new head football coach at the University of Miami. We're going to talk to him. We'll get his spin. By the way, Justin Herbert was sensational last night. And Mario told me that he was special when he had him up in Oregon. He's next. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show here on this interesting football Friday here. Dan Cilio here with you. Ron had a good point over here. By the way, guys, please hit the like button. Ron, the vaccinations don't prevent you from getting COVID or spreading it. So the mandates and rules are pointless. You're right. No matter what you do, 
They still don't know what they're doing. Cole Beasley's right. Because the facts aren't lining up. They're not lining up right. Dude, you can get 50 boosters. It's not working. By the way, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to do it or not do it. That's not my... I'm just saying most of these players have done exactly what has been asked of them. And it's not mattering. You're going to change futures around of people. By the way, how about Baker Mayfield? So he gets put on the COVID list, okay? This guy's fighting for a contract. He's fighting for a contract, and you're pausing all this. This guy's fighting for his NFL career in Cleveland. Not just a playoff spot. 90% of these guys that are going to be playing on Sunday or Saturday are fighting for jobs, futures, legacy. Not just the fact they're playing for a playoff spot, guys. Remember that. Okay? Remember that. And by the way, yeah, don't go to the Denver game last year because Denver broke protocols, and that's why Park Avenue made them play that game last year. O'Cole says, yes, the game has been postponed, Washington and Philadelphia, until next Tuesday at 7 p.m. So make no mistake about it here, here. So I think I'm getting a text from Mario Cristobal right now. Hopefully we got this all set up here. And um, hey, yeah, we're making sure that we sent a link to Mario Cristobal. Just make sure you um, has, has not sent one. Okay. Hopefully we can get him on here in a couple minutes here. Okay. So we'll see what Mario says here. Um, okay. So, um, Xander's handling all this right now. So we'll continue here until we get, um, Mario Cristobal on with us right now. Zombies already exist. Paul says, wonder what people will think when the adverse effects from all this boosters comes home to roost in the next decade, bro. Again, I'm, I, I, I hate that kind of conversation. I, like you said, man, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea, okay? I mean, this has been crazy this whole day on moving these games. Anthony says the NFL tried to shame unvaccinated people. Now, boosted athletes are spreading it. Isn't that crazy? That's what they led you to believe, and that's why Cole Beasley and all those guys were aggravated. You know, more to the point, though, of Philadelphia being given an unfair advantage, it's no question about it, man. Two divisional games inside of five days. You got to play the Phil. You got to play the Washington team on Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday. Then you got to turn around on Sunday and play the Giants. Damn. Okay, you're gonna have three games in thirteen days. Plus, you got Christmas wedged in there. That's crazy, man. That is absolutely crazy. And now what you've done is you've you've taken. You see, listen, guys. The NFL, like any football team, is on routine. Okay? It's on routine. Nobody likes deviating off that routine. Nobody likes it. And so when you take a team off a routine, especially when you're getting down to the final four weeks of the season, these final four games, man, you've been in this routine all this time. 
just unfair, man. Bobby says now Eagles have to play three divisional games in 13 days. Bro, that's insane. Okay? And you got Christmas wedged in there. Don't forget that, guys. You've got Christmas wedged in there. Wealthy mind. Washington has to travel to Dallas and play them at full strength. Both of ours is at home. That's that's a silver lining. That's a silver lining as well. All right, we're going to get back to this here, man. I got to tell you, I've been very thrilled over the last two weeks because of what the University of Miami has been able to do. I even got the gear on for Mario Cristobal. He joins us now here live on the National Football Show. Congratulations to you, Mario. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. And I want to give you a, a sneak peek at the old battlegrounds right over there, right? You remember Is that those? Green Tree? That's Is that Green, Green Tree? There's an actual office that now overlooks all that. So, so right there, man, it all took place. Absolutely. Mario, how's it feel to be home? It hasn't, it hasn't sunk in yet. It really hasn't. And mind you, we've been going a thousand miles per hour, about three hours of sleep a night to try to get this thing, um, you know, on track and rolling and recruiting and staffing. So it, when it does settle in, it will be overwhelming because I, <laughs> I I saw I had a campus tour for the first time today, man. It's, it's a lot different than when we were here. Absolutely. Mario, when you get there and you see, you know, the place, obviously the place isn't the same. It may look the same because you show me these shots, but get this. You and I know that the culture over the last 20 years, and by the way, this is no shade on any coach that came previous to you. What is the one thing that you have to instill that you and I knew and you and I went through that was there that's not there right now? Well, it's like you said, you know, when, when you do something like this, you certainly don't, you don't try to in any way, shape, or form, have throw shade at anybody. That's not what we're doing. I'm glad you you made that clear. But over here, it's always been a DNA, a mentality. We played the game a certain way, right? And football is to be played a certain way. And to do that, you got to train a certain way. And a, a culture is something that is is ingrained in you, right? It's part of your blood, your DNA. And it's not a T-shirt you put on when you feel like and take off when you don't. It's not a light switch. It has to be something that's real because however you do anything is how you do everything all right so 24 7 the culture at the university of miami will be uh, at the utmost importance you know i went on twitter and i said there's no way mario cristobal is going to leave oregon for miami and then i started thinking about it i went that's probably the only job then that mario would end up leaving oregon because of all the facilities all the support phil knight nike everything that's up there am i right when i say that mario that it took a massive commitment from the university even though it's home, even though you went to Columbus, even though that is where you cut your chops, even though that's where your leg, your legacy is, it, it needed to be things in writing for you to see that they were going to take this program to the next level with all the support that you had in Oregon. Is that fair? It is fair. It is fair because you know what? I, I loved and loved the people at Oregon and the way that they committed and gave us an opportunity to help elevate that program and quite frankly right now the three best classes are sitting there at oregon going into the future so they're poised for unprecedented success and we're proud of that and i never envisioned myself leaving that's a god's honest truth and it's it's not well part of it is home but even an even bigger part is having worn this uniform having put on this helmet i mean we all do it man i mean let's call it what it is when you put on that you 
and you run through the smoke and you lay it on the line. Well, we've laid in hospital tables by each other, right? Multiple <laughs> surgeries, right? Big games, tough games, championships. We've, we've bled it. We've sweated it. And, brother, it's – come on, man. There ain't nothing like it. And it's on and it's real and I'm just going. I'm just going 100 miles per hour. Let me tell you this, Mario. I told folks this and they asked me, what's it like to play at the University of Miami? I went like this. It's an experience I've never seen in my entire life outside of my kid being born. When you run through that smoke and you understand what that stuff does, it's like juice that gets pushed into you and you go out and you do phenomenal things. Like you said, Mario, swagger's not something. I didn't even know what swagger was, man. We lived it. We didn't write about it. We didn't wear it. We were it. And we created it. They made statues and movies for us. I'm sorry, dude. I'm getting out of my out of my I'm, hey, I'm getting out of my world here a little bit cuz I'm so jacked because you know why, Mario, you know exactly the culture that needs to be put in there. And again, to me, the picket fence has to be put around South Florida. It's got to go up to Tampa. It's got to go over to Orlando, Satellite Beach and back down to Miami. Is that what the work is to get that picket fence built again? Well, I mean, there's a lot of work because the the, the, the entire the grid has changed, right? I mean, people yes. have been living down here recruiting, and you got to make sure that you get the right ones, the ones that fit, and you got to make sure that the mentality is one that we're not going to proclaim it, we're not going to tweet it. You got to work it into existence, right? I mean, swagger is a byproduct of kicking butt, right? That's what it is, and to make that a reality, man, you've got to work, and you've got to work to a level that other people really just can't fathom. So getting those guys, getting the right coaches, the right people around them to build that culture is a key. But you got to have elite talent, and that's where we are just going full throttle and understanding that we can cast a wide net because it's a national brand. So going and find the best ones wherever they're at, starting with home base, number one, is most important. Two last questions for you. I know you're swamped with things. It's holiday time here. Will you keep the, the turnover chain? I haven't even looked at any of the stuff inside the building. So, but that will be addressed when the time is right. And I'll make sure I'll get you, I'll get your first notice on that. I see you. There's just so many other things going on. I haven't even looked at anything. Hey, hey, well, I'll just say this to you. After the way I saw somebody do something messed up on the field, who was a young player this year, and I saw you go berserk. I think I got my answer here. Hey, one last thing here. Last night, man. You told me this when I saw you a couple years ago in Los Angeles about Justin Herbert. Dude, you went like that. You know what, everybody? You know what he said to me? He goes, Sills, this guy here, this is the real deal. This guy's going to be a superstar. Are you're, you're not shocked, are you, on what you're seeing with Justin? No way. I mean, the guy, think about this. You know, we got there. We had taken over a 4-8 and eight team, and there's a lot of young players around him, a lot of young pieces, especially at the receiver position, right? And he's still throwing for 3,600 yards, 30 touchdowns, four interceptions, I think, were his average numbers. And that's with just brand new pieces. You know what I mean? As a team is building, you know when that guy got that next level, those next level pieces around him, that that thing was going to continue to explode. And best competitor, best human being you'll ever be around. Absolutely. Mario, thank you so much for taking time, brother. I, I, I am so excited and so thrilled about Hurricane Football in a Direction. And our program, our program is in the hands of somebody that understands it, lived it, loved it, and will embrace it. And everybody will remember be that's, where, to that's it. where it takes place, brother. Right there. Inside the drill, baby. On. Bring it back. Inside drill. <laughs> Mario, thank you, brother.
got you, man. Love it, man. Let's go, coach. God dang, I love that. All right, Eagle fans. Jesus Christ, what do I tell you, man? What do I tell you? The rails, the chance for you to get to the postseason. Man. Oh. I'm going to try to run down Doc Walker in hour number two also. He just called me. He's part of the broadcast team for the Washington team. I think I'm going to try to see if we can get Xander to uh, see if we can get Doc, give him a call, see if Doc could come on in hour number two or maybe at the top of the hour because I want to know what the hell is going on in Washington too. Man. Dude, Birdman, thank you, man. Fire Goodell. Dave, I'm sorry I got too hyped. All right, I got to take a small time out because I'm going to see if we can get Doc Walker on, okay? Guys, hit the like button. I know it's a moving day today on this Football Friday. We'll talk about some of the other games. Carson Wentz has got an enormous game on Saturday as well. We appreciate you guys coming aboard, and I know you're one pissed off, guys. And get this, dudes. Hey, man, it's Christmas time, and they're raining on your parade. You keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence. 
turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Turbulent Football Friday for sure. Do I seem aggravated? I am aggravated. I don't like to be told one thing and then you do another. I don't, I don't like that. I, I, I know adjustments and I know things nowadays. There's no normal any longer. I, 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 I understand that. But I'm not understanding the league's positioning here. See, follow me here too. So they didn't have any problem when Aaron Rodgers tested positive and they ended up yanking him off that football field for the Packers. You don't think that was an unfair competitive advantage for the Packers going into that KC game? If Aaron Rodgers plays in that game, Kansas City, if they win last night, which they did, they're not the number one seed in the AFC. But because of that COVID game earlier in the year, guess what? If I'm the Patriots or I'm the Titans, I'm pissed off because that game may determine home field in the AFC. You took Aaron Rodgers off the field, and he was just systematic. You took that guy off the field. You put Jordan Love in there. You don't think that that was a disadvantage for the Packers going into that game? You took the reigning MVP off the field. Oh, okay. I want to know what the I, – I, I want to know what is – the metric you're using to cancel or not cancel, but postpone games. Paul says the NFL rules say Washington must forfeit, yet for Aaron Rodgers, maximum enforcement. No doubt. That's my bitch. That's my bitch. Andrew says Washington football team is complicit in this scam. No doubt. This has been pushed upon them by political forces. <sighs> NZ, thank you, brother. Eagle fans are in a lot of trouble these next couple of games. I'm telling you, you're dead on with this. You are dead on. Hey, and like somebody brought up earlier, what happens if some of the Eagle guys start testing positive Sunday night or Monday? You're going to move that game again? How are you going to do that? Are you going to play an extra weekend or more? Hey by, hey, by the way, folks, there's no more buys. Okay, there's no more buys in this. I mean, I'm watching that game last night, and get this. here. You know, it's funny. I, I tweeted out at Dan Celio's show because I got a heads up that the Washington and Eagles game was going to be postponed. They were, they were talking about doing it Monday, but they – I don't know how and why certain teams got the Monday slot because probably because of the Saturday teams that were 
postponed, got moved to Monday, so they gave the Sunday teams the Tuesday spot. That's probably how they did it, but there was conversation early this morning that they were just going to move the game up because they weren't thinking they were going to have multiple teams have to be postponed, and they were just going to move to Washington and the Philadelphia game to Monday. They end up moving it to Tuesday now. It's it's funny how people, <laughs> you know, they were on, oh, yeah, silly, oh, you don't know what you're talking, this ain't happening, and I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, this is happening. The NFL's moving these games, okay? They're moving these games, man. Oh, my God. Here we sit for the entire hour talking about COVID protocols, yardsticks being moved, vaccinations again. Can I tell you guys an honest thing? I would be like, what is this? I'm so sick of this talk. Talking about a football Friday. How can you talk about a football Friday when NFL teams have now been told that they have to move games? Believe me, I hate it. It's not the most entertaining stuff. Because you know what? Everyone, everyone that goes home, when they hear their boss telling them that they have to be vaccinated by a certain date, they don't want to hear that shit either. Now it's affecting their home teams. Now it's affecting their civic pride, their Eagles or Washington or the Browns, the Raiders. Ugh. Hey, I will say this, though. How about Travis Kelsey last night? How about Patrick Mahomes, man? Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Those two guys last night, I mean it, man. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, that's like Marino Elway. That's going to go on a long time. That was some display last night. Man, them dudes can play. They split this year, right? Man, you're going to see that battle for the next 10, 15 years. Those guys are so spectacular. Hey, get this. Just to show you what the Eagles are going to be facing when they go into the draft next year, you think the Miami Dolphins are looking back on that? Do you know they drafted Tua Tugaviola before the Justin Herbert was taken? So if you're Miami right now and you're watching Justin Herbert and you got Tua Tugaviola, aren't you doing this? Shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, thank you, brother. Everyone, this is a show where you can be heard. You're damn right, man. You don't have – hey, by the way, just so you know, just like Philadelphia, just like Boston, Pittsburgh, Italian sections, though, of course. Hey, we all have – we're all going to have a conversation. It doesn't matter if you got the right information, okay? Always know that. The guy who hollers the loudest is the guy who's always going to be right. Bobby says analytics lost the game. Man, the Chargers, what were they doing on fourth down? How many points did they give to Kansas City last night? The game, hey, Bob, the game was awesome. Trevor, Miami's killing themselves right now, right? Not taking Justin Herbert. But that guy looks like Dan Marino with wheels. I mean, Justin Herbert, <laughs> that dude has wheels, actually. Marino didn't. 
Okay? A breaking goes like this. Hey, unfortunately, the Eagles will probably still lose on Tuesday. Dude, Andrew, Mahomes is so good. But remember when these guys came out of college, guys? Justin Herbert didn't have the greatest of evaluations, and neither did Patrick Mahomes. Those guys weren't the first players taken. Other guys were taken number one. These guys had other quarterbacks taken ahead of them. So, I mean, you know, I mean, when you look back on both quarterbacks, this just shows you next year, I don't know, maybe this guy, Kenny Pickett, is a good football player. Maybe that guy turns out to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he looks like the next Elway. I don't know. That guy, Justin Herbert, though. Who would you take to start your team, Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? Hmm. Hey, man, I posted a picture of, hey, Trevor, right? I have that picture that I post of uh, Justin Herbert. That guy's like seven feet standing next to me. Brian says Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> hey, Brian, Mitchell Trubisky actually looks good in Buffalo during the exhibition season, didn't he? Bobby says Herbert. I'm taking Tyler Heineke. Lasco says, man, flip a coin on them two dudes. You know why I like Herbert a little more? Because I think he plays with inside a structured system better. Okay? That's right, Carl. How many people thought Joe Montana or Tom Brady were going to be the next it? Montana was a third-round draft guy out of Notre Dame, and he sporadically started at Notre Dame. Divine didn't know what he had. They would start another guy in there, and Montana would go in and clean up after the mess of the quarterback had made. And finally, they stuck with him, and he won a national championship. Isn't that funny? Hey, you want to know two things about Tom Brady and Joe Montana? Hey, guys, you, you ready for this? They could never be college football Hall of Famers, and both of them have national championship rings. And, of course, they have Super Bowl rings, and they're the all-time winningest NFL quarterbacks together. There's 11 rings between those two guys, and they'll never be elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Never. They had to make first-team All-American. They have some stupid-ass, like, Tony Romo got in, but Joe Montana, who won a national championship at Notre Dame, will never be a College Football Hall of Famer. <laughs> Tony Romo's in. Hey, Eric Crouch is in, but not Tom Brady. Oh, my God, right? Hey, Matt, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, but you know what? When you're those guys, you want it all. You know what I mean? You want it all, dude. Oh, my God. Kelsey was was special last night. He was special. I'll tell you what, man. Those Kelsey brothers, they're fucking great players. Holy cow, they're good. Man, those two guys can play, no? Those two guys are good, man. I think Dallas Goddard could be a guy like that, but Jalen's got to get him the football. All right, think about this for a second. Okay, guys, I want to do something. We bitched for about 54 minutes now about how the world is awful right now. And if you're an Eagle fan, you're all pissed off. 
Let's take a look at the situation and turn it into a positive because you have to. You have to. If you're a player, you're doing this. You're bitching. You're pissed off. But then you have to have a team meeting, and this is what you say inside that team meeting. Okay? Hey, guys, they're in the same boat we are. Circumstances did not shake out. Okay? We have to, we have to wobble this. We have to go and play on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Fine. We got another game in five days against the Giants. Let's just worry about the 60-minute football that we have in front of us on Tuesday. You're going to get an extra 48 hours of rest for Jalen. Okay? If you feel comfortable that Jalen's the guy that can win you that football game against Washington, then so be it. Okay? So be it. Let's turn everything into a positive. That's what those players inside that locker room are doing right now. There's no doubt. There's no doubt Philly's on fire when it comes to the Eagle conversation right now of the game being moved. There's no doubt. But, guys, that's now officially water under the bridge here, man. You got to move on from that. You're going to get a full day of being pissed off, and you're going to, you know – everybody's going to be aggravated because you put your preparation into this game to be played on Sunday. You're ready to go out there and play. And all of a sudden, the carpet gets pulled out from you. So be it. This is how I would go about it. I would take a little time, and then what I would do is this. Okay, we have everything in front of us still. And honestly, guys, Yale, Andrew, Tone, this is what I would say. I'd walk into that team meeting room, and I would go like this. Personally, guys, I don't give a shit if we play on Thursday. Personally, I don't give a shit if we play. I don't care where we play, in a parking lot, on a roof. We're going to win this game on Tuesday. I don't care if we have to play it on the moon. Let's go play 60. Who cares? The more we bellyache and bitch, the more that we're going to be using energy that does not affect the football game it's counterproductive you've got to go out and win a game on tuesday man don't waste your energy sitting around crying and bitching and moaning oh the nfl oh my god do you know the nfl you know those dudes don't have the player's best interest you know the league was going to change the game on you those guys right there, okay, are the 32 Supreme Court justices that the league has. That's what that is. The only difference is they're judge, juror, and executioner. And the chief justice is Roger Goodell. Okay? That's what it is. You know the game. You know who they are. Can't do nothing about it. You got to go out and play some ball. Want to sit around a bellyache? And by the way, talking about COVID protocols, Jesus Christ, I'm sick of talking about COVID, period. COVID talk has to be the worst turnoff I've ever seen when it comes to sports broadcasting. Has to be. Nobody wants to talk about it. 
We all know it's in our life. But what we don't want it to be is in our valuable time that we spend with our civic pride things and things that give us joy. Isn't this, isn't this almost like, here, the news today that the game was moved, it kind of like takes your joy away a little bit from the game, right? And you feel like they're infringing on you. Republican or Democrat has no bearing on your political affiliation. Because I've said this to you guys before. You ready? Guys at Lincoln Financial, Trevor, you know this, because I say this all the time. You guys ready? How many places in America where you can go to Lincoln Financial Stadium? Guys, how many, how many people does that place hold? How many, how many people does Lincoln Financial hold? 70,000? I know it's north of 65, right? 75,000? Okay. The place is a beautiful place. I love it. Been there numerous times. Okay. One of the better stadiums in the Northeast. I love that place. Old Cole says 70,000. Steven says 70K. Guys, check it out. How many places in America where you can get 70,000 sports fans in a building where nobody asks you what your political affiliation is, your sexuality, your religion. You guys are in the building there rooting for one thing, your favorite team. You look over at the dude sitting next to you, you don't know if he's a Republican or Democrat. You don't give a shit about that. You sit there and you go, man, we should have started Minshew. Mitchu throws the ball better. The guy fires back at you. Nah, Hurts gives us more versatility on the perimeter. There are very few places in America where you can have 70,000 Americans sitting in a stadium and nobody gives a shit about your politics. Vaccinated, unvaccinated. That's what makes football so unbelievably awesome. Breaking, that's right. That's why football brings us together. And it... Things like this is what kind of like jumps into the stands. You know what I mean? And this is why everybody's aggravated. Going to take a look at some of the games this weekend, too. I know everyone's pissed. But, guys, got to get over it. Prepare for Tuesday, 7 p.m. All right. Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much, man. First hour flew by. Mario Cristobal was special. We thank him so much for taking time, man. This guy's been recruiting like a crazy man, man. We had to drop him in. John McMullen was spectacular as well. Hit that like button. Hour two coming up. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. A lot of moving parts going on right now with the NFL. By the way, guys, if you're Washington, you're also pissed. You've been playing some pretty good football. Okay, you're in, you're in the seven hole right now. You're, if the playoffs were to start right now, Washington would be in. So believe me, they're not happy either. You know, they, they wanted to play on Sunday. They wanted the opportunity to get back to 500. Especially, you know, they didn't have the best, you know, first half against Dallas, but they rolled back. They ended up losing 27-20. But, I mean, end of the day here, Washington also, man, they now have to wobble their schedule too, and they're going to be in the same position that the Eagles are in. So make no mistake about it here, man. There's a lot of teams right now with a lot on the line. Hey, Cleveland is battling it out right now for a postseason spot themselves. They're battling it out. I mean, believe me, these guys want to play. These guys want to play. Hey, we're still trying to run down our friend Doc Walker's part of the broadcast team for the Washington team, and hopefully we're going to be able to catch up with him and get his take on what's going on on that side of the aisle now that they also have to move to Tuesday to play on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles too. So hopefully we're able to do that and get his take on that. And also too, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You guys were awesome in the first hour. 
I know it was a little chaotic, especially with the late-breaking news of the league moving all these football games. Just think of this for a second. As the league right now is wobbling around, just think about how people are now with their preparation. The NFL and their players and their coaches, these guys are all creatures of habit. And when you get taken out of a routine like that, make make no mistake about it, some teams are going to respond better than other teams. The well-managed teams, the well-run teams, teams like New England, people like that, those are the teams that are going to really come out of this. We saw a great case of that last year when we are talking college football about Nick Saban's guys. Pandemic couldn't stop them from potentially winning a national championship. Absolutely not. So, hey, make no mistake, man. This is going to be an interesting next 48 hours here for the National Football League. So we shall see. Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum ended up coming down. Cleveland had to end up signing a backup quarterback because they thought they may have to go out and play. They're fighting for their playoff rights too, right? Baker Mayfield's also fighting for an opportunity to become a franchise quarterback in this league. You know, from, from what I understand, too, prior to going on the air, the point spread had gone from 9.5 to 12.5 because of all the people that were put on the COVID list with Washington. So, man, there is no question that this has been a turbulent day for the league. Were they prepared? Boy, it just doesn't seem they were prepared because you know why? This stuff is now hitting late in the year, and now all the buys are gone. Jeremiah says that Heineke tested positive. Andrew says, I seriously doubt your Washington take, Dan. They are thanking their lucky stars about now. Oh, oh no, no. Andrew, I'm not saying that they wanted to play. I'm saying that. Most of the players that are on that team are systematic. And the majority of those guys that are on that COVID list want to play. And they're bitching about it, and they want to play. And what's the aggravating thing is, is that, hey, you get your, you get your booster shot on top of being vaccinated. You're doing all the right things that you're being told to do. And then all of a sudden... That's not good enough for the league, okay? That's not good enough for the league, okay? All right, I'm going to take a quick time out here because Doc's calling me. We'll be right back. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You... 
could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Showcase. You know what I am liking here? If you go on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, the Washington fans and the Eagle fans are going back and forth a little bit with one another. You guys wanted an easy win. You guys, man, are you kidding me? If we're healthy, we're going to beat you, Philly. Old-schooled NFC East stuff here going on a little bit. I like it. We're trying to run down our friend Doc Walker, who's on the broadcast team for the Washington team, and Doc's been doing that for, like, ever. I, hey, I know it seemingly is unfair right now to make no mistake about it. I know, man, it's seemingly totally unfair right here to Philadelphia. Yeah, but the league doesn't look at it through the the lens of just one team. Hey, uh, China Bank says, messed up my Sunday, man. I'm with you, brother. Daryl says, my three-year-old daughter, Autumn, is watching. And she says, you're talking to her. She's an Eagles fan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Autumn. Way to go. Look at him. He's raising you to be an Eagle fan at three. That is so dope. Just remember, hey, Autumn, just remember Uncle Dan's here for you. Uncle Dan. 
<laughs> oh, man. Uncle Dan. Very cool, man. God, this thing has been flipped upside down. Let's go to our friend Doc Walker, man. I love this man. He is easily one of the most respected guys. We had Seth Joyner on with us this week. Here's another oh. dude that is Tough also dude. one of the most respected guys in the National Football League. Yeah. It's Doc Walker who works on the yeah. broadcast of the Washington team. All right, Doc, before I lead you astray here with a loaded question, I want to get your take on what you've seen here. Did the NFL do the right thing here in moving this game to Tuesday? Yes. Uh, I feel bad for the Broncos because they had to play with a kid that wasn't prepared to lead them properly. And, and that is that is unfortunate. But he also got paid. And with a practice squad, you don't have to go to class. All they do is football. You ought to be able to get a guy to play college football. And if you got 48 hours or so and he's been around it, for money, you perform. And I saw Joe Gibbs take a, a group of guys that just met a week earlier and perform at a very high level. So it's pro ball. No excuses. Go out there and maybe a star is born. You know, you know, Doc, I said the same thing. I go, look, the players are going to be whining and – Maybe rightfully so, especially on the Philadelphia side here. But at the end of the day, you got to put that stuff behind you, right? There's 60 minutes of football to be played on Tuesday. And you and I know this. Maybe it's the today kid or something, and I don't want to sound like get off my lawn, old man. But yeah. I, don't care if you, I, don't play, I don't care if you play that game on a roof, on a Tuesday, on a Thursday. I don't care, man. This is about playing. This game against Washington and Philadelphia, do you agree? This is a playoff game, no matter what day it's being played. Dan, I called the playoffs three weeks ago for, for Washington. You got to be in a playoff mindset one and done because they had they were two and six. They went four in a row, and for some reason they got off course. You know how it is. Success is far harder to deal with than failure. And so they they come out flat. Don't ask me why. Dallas did not have their A game, and that they were vulnerable. Whenever their two stars are limping, you got to take them out. And they didn't take them out. To Dallas's credit, um, they found a way to get the job done and get the hell out of here. They'll get healthier. They had players coming back. They are forced to be reckoned with. But you know how this is, man. We played outdoors every day. <laughs> These kids played on Atari. So, you know, we, was out, we, we were playing in the backyard. We were playing in the, on the blacktop in the street. So this ain't nothing for us. But if you've been in your condo, apartment, or chalet, and you've been playing with Madden, and you've been playing all the electronic games, this is a shocker for a lot of these kids. I get it. But for us, it wouldn't have been a problem. We play arena. We play CFL. We don't care what it is as long as we got a chance to compete against somebody. Count us in. These guys, you know, select. They were given stars. They got trophies for just being alive. And so their whole makeup is a little different. You got to be really touched to be able to coach these people because they're privileged. <laughs> hey, Doc, I, I'm the guy you said, man. I played in the NFL. I played in the arena. I played in Canada. I played in the World League, man. I, I put seven years of professional football in because I love the game, man. The game, the game it, was more than, it was more than accolades, cash and checks, and kissing cheerleaders for me, man. I just love the game. You know what I mean? Hey, I covered the arena. Dude, let me tell you what. I tell people all the time, and, and, and Michelle Tafoya, um, she's, she's getting out. She's getting out of the sideline deal. 
And I thought about that, man. And I was like going, wow. I remember back in the day and um, it was, I never looked at anything other than it was football. You can change the dimensions. They're still hitting. You still got to catch it. You still got to rush the quarterback. You got to block. So I really, really enjoyed that. Enjoy flag. I enjoy CFL. Hey, man, it don't matter because I played in the backyard. I played at the park. Our first introduction is not tackle with pads. It's tackle yep. with nothing on. I mean, so <laughs> it's flag, but we still going to put a bone on you. I mean, our pickup games, you couldn't get in until you lost. Somebody lost. You had to wait in line and then go out there. And if you were young, you never got to shoot. You had to go defend and go chase loose ball. They, they, they brought you in our society slowly but surely. And even if the drug boys were there, the dope guys, if they saw something in you, I call them scouts. You knew you had talent when they wouldn't give you a beer. They wouldn't give you a joint. They wouldn't give you anything. They say, dude, get your behind. The- Am I right? Oh, no, no. Hey, Doc, I had, a, I had an Italian scouts. guy, Vinny Gubatz. Hey, yeah. Silio, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come yeah. here. I got, I, I got something for you. I get a C yeah. note? <laughs> yeah, and when you went back, when you went back, after you balled out, you went there, and you had a brown bag for him. You, oh, yeah. you had a six-pack. You knew what to do to come back and pay your respects. And believe it or not, they were still there. And they were still there. And we got out of there. If not, we'd still be there. And ain't nothing wrong with still being there. Because I respected them because when I was vulnerable – they never abuse it. They said, dude, take your behind on and go to practice. I bet if I ever see you with them, I'll whoop you. And I said, ooh. <laughs> and that wasn't family. That was family in the hood. And so we had, they were scouts. I call them scouts because they could tell you who did it and how they did it the best and what you needed to do to do it. I said, okay. Good hey, deal. Doc, I got to tell you a quick story here before we move on to Washington here and how they've gotten better here over the last couple months here. So Luther Campbell's my boy, right? Down at Miami. Bad boy. So Luther, Bad hey, man. Boy. So all of a sudden he goes, Silio, man, that you, you're Italian, right? I go, yeah. He goes, well, you ain't no white boy. White boys don't run that fast. Come here. Come over <laughs> here, man. I want you to meet some of my boys over here. And these guys were, hey, these guys were doing the six fours. I mean, it came over with. Colt 45s, they're coming going, Cilio, I got some. And you know what, though, man? Every game at the Orange Bowl, they'd be there watching us. Total respect for those dudes. My yeah. grandparents used to get plane tickets in the mail. But where'd this come from? That's Uncle Luke. Don't worry about it, man. It's all good. <laughs> That's how I was raised down at Miami, man. That hey, community yeah. loved us. I, and I'm so happy. Um, I was talking with Santana Moss. I had him on. Uh, we did um, – a show together this week. I love Tanner and Liberty City. I mean, because yeah. I did the ACC for 14 years, when I'd be down there and you go through Liberty City, well, I'm from Santa Ana, California, Orange County, and um, but I've been in South Central and I went to UCLA, so I knew where to go, you know, where to drive, you know, where not to drive. <laughs> I went through Liberty City and I felt like this, is like I feel when I go through Baltimore. Oh, yeah. There's some areas in Baltimore. I don't even stop at stop signs. Overtown I mean, Liberty know, City. Overtown yes. Liberty City, man, that places. It ain't no joke. And Tana said, man, I grew up there. And the loyalty, and I, I pull for the U. I want Notre Dame to be good. I want the U to be good. I, I really want the Trojans to be good as well. And and my Bruins, because it's not the same yeah. 
when they're not in the in the in the in the battle. I want competitiveness. I want it to strain at the top. I want it to be King Kong versus Godzilla. In order to get that, you got to have two beasts. And so um, I love the fact that the U, which is a special environment, what I love about it, I said Santa Porters, you know, Sean, all these guys, the fact that they will go back to free weights in a cage and they go down there every year, all of them. And how inspiring was that? If you were young, you were a freshman and you looking in that weight room that them dude they produce, that's all the incentive you need. Them young boys know they got to go in there and press some iron. There was no air conditioning. There, there's no sound systems. It's primitive. And them dudes went down there, and they all go down there. I love that, man. I think that's going to come back. I think Crystal Ball. I just think because he's a cane. Hey, we had it. We had him back. on. We had him on Doc in the first hour. Oh yeah, good dude. I hated him because he was a duck. He was killing my Bruins. I don't know if we ever beat him, but I love the way he he approached it, and he's a class act. And it was a tough move. NCA's got to change this this signing period. To February. It's got to go back to the way it was yep. when we were coming out. This is not fair to the coaches, institutions, or players to go to a bowl game without your coach or without your players now. Right. So let's move all this to February. Hey, hey, Doc, let's get into the Washington team here. Um, what's been the turnaround, in your opinion, for Washington over the last month and a half? John Allen uh, really is the leader. Huh. And he don't say a lot, what he does, but he does a lot. They bought in to Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. And when you're two and six, what else are you going to do? Heineke makes things happen. He's not perfect. Very few of them are. And that's what I love about it is that individually, collectively, powerful. Powerful. They finally figured out they need to do it together. They had guys doing their own thing. Now they do the team thing. They don't give up the outside shoulder at the end. They don't. You don't. They keep contained. They blast you at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They say, "What's the most important thing to me?" That's it. The nine guys. First nine guys to me that would come out. It's O line, D line. I don't give a damn. What else you have on your team? If you give me the understanding that we win in the trenches first, then we broaden this thing out. I don't care who else is on the team. I need to know who my big boy is on all O-line, D-line. You know, I would never even put a captain out that was under 300 pounds. You never see me being represented by nobody at the middle of the field if they're under 300 pounds. <laughs> Biggest guy I got on the team is the captain. We go out and so, because that's my whole attitude is that we're going to take your mind and, and we're going to turn it into a fist fight. It ain't a fashion show. We're not coming out there to see who's the cutest. We're coming out there to find out Who's willing to die? And finally, after being two and six, they made a play. They hung on in Atlanta. And, you know, how that momentum. You've been on teams that were, they just need a push. We yeah. were 0-5. Yeah. You know, I've been there. You don't understand this till you had your ass kicked. Yeah. Once you do that and you decide, I don't like this. This ain't how I want to go out. Then you flip the script. Then it's got everybody got to buy in. everybody got a little money. You can all go to the club. You can go to club in the offseason. We got to get down. I'd say hit in the submarine, man. We ain't got nothing else to do but what's coming up Sunday. In order to get to SoFi in February, this is what we got to do. And I think they bought in. I think this coaching staff 
is marvelous because they own a four center. You can't tell because there's no errant snaps. He don't get beat. They had a holding call uh, in um, Vegas. Really wasn't to me, but I didn't even know he was in the game. That's the mark of a well-coached team. When the backups cut, you don't even know who's playing. We lost two first-rounders and got better because his talent is cool on draft day. It don't mean you can play. You know what? You don't see cats come in there all heralded. You look at him. Two practices, you go, he ain't it. We blew that. He ain't it. This ain't the guy. And then some guy coming in, he got out of a taxi, you know, and, and he had a, a bag with a plastic bag. That's all he had was a plastic garment bag. That boy come up in there, you start running around. We don't have to be in pay. You go, who? Who is that? That's the guy. And we get them on special teams, and we finally making a kick. Then we miss one. We couldn't get a kicker. We blew that. But it's about coverage, guys. And we got a lot of unsung heroes. Nobody wins without unsung heroes. You got to have some stars. I ain't mad at that. But glue, glue guy, call me a lot of things. As long as you call me glue in there and being a part of the solution, not a part of the problem, then we can win with you. Are you sold on Tyler Heineke? No, I'm sold on on I'm not sold on anybody until they prove they can win and not turn the ball over. I like him. I don't love, but I don't love any of them mm. with a record like they got. But I could fall in love with them if they keep winning. I tell them anything. This is not complicated. You win, you in. You don't, you gone. I, I'm not. It's win or die. It's no. Uh, you make money. I'm happy for you. But I'm not going to keep paying people that don't win. They do that around here. I would never do that. I ain't nobody got people holding out. I wish I had somebody hold out on a team 5 to 11. I'll tell you where to hold out at. See? <laughs> but that's not my job. That's their job. I make it very clear. I can, I, can, I can lose with anybody. So if I can't win with you, then you're useless to me. And I make it very, very clear. But, again, I'm not their coach. G. I have nothing to do with their operation. I'm just telling you what I learned. You know what I mean? It was you get it done or somebody going to do you. Doc, let me throw this at you, too. I watched that Washington-Dallas game last week, and I, I came away with this, and you've been in these type of games, and there's also things that you learn from failure. You know, when you get into a position where maybe Washington hasn't been the last couple of years, where all of a sudden you're in a must-win game, you have an opportunity to potentially – Knocked them down. Dallas was still not playing well, I think. I think Dak's not playing a, a great football right now. And they had it in their hands, and they end up rallying back. 27-20, they end up getting beat. Can a loss like that help them understand that when you're in a game like this, it's not 50 minutes of football. It's not 58 minutes of football. It's 60 minutes of football because these games come down to the, usually the last two minutes of a game. Can you learn – from a game like the Dallas game last week, to know that you got to run through the tape. I believe everything you just said, but they were two and six. They yeah, already that's had amazing where they got to six and six. Yeah, yeah. So they they already had survived going down the sink, and it's like Michael Parsons. I love him. I just adore this kid. Yeah, but wait a minute, Mo Doc. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. People people need to do this though. You blocked the guy. I'm going to say. Mm. I don't care what you say. That dude ain't LT, man. He oh, no, no. But, but nobody is. Nobody's Lawrence. Nobody's Joe Namath. 
Nobody's bar strap. Look, but when people say that, it's the ultimate compliment. Yes. Thank God he was raised the right way. He deflected it. That's why I know he's a he's a winner because he said no, no. Yeah, he I heard understood. him. Yep. Yeah, see, because LT, that's what the beauty. LT Steph, he's MJ. He's magic. He's he's it's a unicorn. It's one of these guys come around, and and I always go, and it's sad because let me tell you something, Carl Banks. He's a bad man. I'll tell you what. Too, Harry, man. Let me tell you. Harry Carson. Harry Carson, was a too, bad dude. Bad boy. Shit, that guy Brad what. Van Pelt was good. Van Pelt, 10. Spartan? Yeah. Boy, Spartan knocked me out in college. Boy, hit me. He introduced me to college football. <laughs> I was real cocky thinking I was coming out. Oh, my God. So, this is the kind of guy they had. Reasons. They yeah. were stacked. Okay. And, and, and what Lawrence did. And it was play away that was even more impressive. You could not cut him off because he refused to be blocked. He refused to get on act, took no plays off. And I'm just telling you, and I look at Parsons doing it at multiple positions, got thrown in when they got injured and they didn't miss the beat. He he is he is a five-tool guy. In his baseball, maybe he's, five Doc, maybe he's more versatile because you you know, you could put his hand in the dirt. You could stand him up in a three. You could send him out on a linebacker. Hell, I saw him. I saw him with a wideout. Didn't he like run a four four something like that? I mean, oh, no. so this kid's freaky, right? He he is. I can't even. I can't think of a model because the defenses were different then. Yeah, that's right. You know, and how they and how they played. Uh, Tampa, um, fifty. I mean, the Bucks. And we've had great linebackers. They were highly versatile, but there's no comp for LT. There's no comp. Like, there's me, there's no comp for Reggie. Right. And I saw a lot of them. I mean, too tall. All them boys, they bad boy. Randy White, to me, was like LT. Randy went his whole career being double blocked. See, to me, these young punks we have, all the league, they roll around. I go, son, if you're not double. Holler back at me when you are. Okay, call me back. <laughs> you know, if in this league, they judge you by how many people it takes to stop you. And so they, they ain't thinking about you. And if they might put a back on you, they may consider you. LT, Randy, Manster, Reggie, man, these boys, they ain't never seen single blocking. Doc, I got to do this to you because you just okay. – you, you and I see everything, I think, through this same kaleidoscope. This is what I say about Aaron Donald. I watched him the other night, and I wa- – wait, but wait a minute. But, but, Doc, here, follow me here. Here's my problem with Aaron Donald. He's played on a defense in the last six years that gives up five yards a carry, and he is a tackles for loss and a sack machine. But when yeah. you and I played, you're not running the ball on Randy White. You're not running the ball on Reggie Reggie White, you're not running the ball on Jerome Brown. You're not running the ball on them oh, dudes. Today's game and defenses are so different. And he's perfect, Aaron Donald, for today's NFL. But my problem yeah. is, is that he's a specialist. He's a pass rusher. He's not a true DT that you and I saw when you were playing true DT like you're talking about with Randy White. My, is okay, that he's fair? in the West. Well, he's in the West, first of all. You're who you play against. John Randall, to me, with the Vikings. You talking about a beast. Another great one. Sap. A beast. 
Well, it warns. I pay just to watch Warsap work because he brought, he's everything we talk. There, there's a handful of them. There's maybe a dozen of them. I can't, I watched this kid's motor. He's double. They pay attention to him. His team has been trailing. Now they've had one special season, but so people are trying to catch up. They throw a lot more against him than run. Yes. I don't, I don't know if there's anything he can't do and wouldn't do well. He also needs to be on a better team. The Giants with LT, the Eagles, they had seven freaks. They I front know, seven. Even but. Clyde Simmons was freaking Clyde great. Clyde Simmons was a beast. <laughs> so we go on and talking about Doomsday, those fronts. I saw the Steel Curtain, the Purple People Eaters, and uh, – Green. You know, Mean Green. When you see all those, and I can go all the way back to the Atlanta Falcons back in the day when Nobis was in the middle, and and Humphreys was you Paul talk Humphreys, about a hell of vicious. a man, God rest his soul. Woo! So that's why I go. I always think it's errors because rule changes right now. I mean, everything now is so completely different than what it was because now you can't breathe on a quarterback. And uh, poor DBs, they've just been stripped. They're the greatest athletes on every team, and they have been restricted by rule changes for television and scoring. That's why I love Bill Belichick. He threw three balls up in Buffalo. I know. And what he just basically told Buffalo was that no matter what we've said about you, what's been written about you, we're going to punch your short ribs out. You're not going to be able to even breathe for three or four days after we get through with you. That's the most humiliating thing I've seen. They just big boy you. And Bill builds his teams. They're versatile. They can beat you pounding or they can they can throw on you. Well, how do you want to do it? They're, they're just so well coached. And the fact that only three passes with a rookie and a running game, they punked the Bills. I thought the Bills. I think that, oh, the I think they knocked them on their heels. And I think they beat them up for that Tampa game. They punked them. Oh, yeah, they beat him up for that Tampa. Hey, let me get your take on Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Eagles. What's your take on him and what you've seen so far? Are you sold on him, or do you think the Eagles still need to be evaluating him these next four games? I love him. Huh? But he's been with Nick and the Sooners. You can't take a guy from the Rolls-Royce category at college and then send him to a junkyard. (laughs) So now, you know, but that's what he is. If he was – it'd be the equivalent of being the number one draft pick and going to the Jets. I mean, Philadelphia now will give their coach credit. He has now figured out you can't make the kid throw every down. Now when you put him in RPOs and you let him be the guy, he's he's physical. He's throwing up 4, 4, 50 in the, in the weight room. He's in, the, he's in great condition. He doesn't say a word. He can develop into everything. If you can work for Nick – you can work for anybody. Yeah. And how humble he was to not make it about him, but make it about Alabama with Tua. Then go to Sooners, and his standard never changes. Their program is elite, and he rolled right up again. He gives you everything and has always worked for him. Now that they're running the ball, I think the kid is going to be – he's very dangerous because unlike a lot of the other runners, he's not fragile. 
this dude is ripped. He lives with the linemen. So now if he'll just – and he'll slide, he's not trying to be nobody else but himself. I love it. And I hope I hope they don't get it fixed until next season. So we need to beat them twice. <laughs> last question for you here on Dak. Um, you saw him last week, and I, I've made this comment about Dak. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. $42 million, I don't know. I don't know, Doc. I mean, $42 million, when I see $42 million, I see Patrick Mahomes. I see one of those guys, Justin Herbert. I see Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. If you don't have all the spark plugs in the engine in Dallas – He's very average. Well, I, I mean, could never say Dan average. I could never say average. That boy is accurate. Okay. He can make every throw. He can run if need be. He's a better leader than everybody. I, I take him up. Now, I take Aaron Rodgers off talent. Leadership, give me that. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that, and he can't, don't forget, he's still relatively young. Yes, he is. And, and he's in the most dysfunctional environment on earth. Because being with the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, he's like Barnum and Bailey environment he's in. And yet, different coaches. He's got a coordinator. I think they're blending. Yeah. Now the defense is kind of getting back together. And he doesn't have his bell cow 100%, but they got depth. They, they're loaded with talent. I just think I'd pick him as the leader. He's athletic enough. Is he with Mahomes and the 11? No, not as a pet, as a pair. I agree with you on that. But they're not where he's at when it comes to doing the things he's capable of doing. The dude is grit tough. He's not an egomaniac. And that's the biggest thing about your quarterback. You want to be able to go out and do a few shots with him. And if you can do that with the guy, but he'll be the first to say, guys, I'm out of here. And you say, drive safe. You know what I mean? That's the way I want my quarterback. <laughs> I don't want my quarterback hanging out with you 24 hours. I don't need him to do that. I need him to do enough and then get, take his behind home and watch film. That's Prescott. I can't go against him, but I agree. Now, the money, now, there's a lot of guys being overpaid, and yeah, I ain't mad I, at I, it. I, absolutely. Yeah. I ain't, absolutely. I'm a, a, a we got a lot of owners being overpaid. We got a lot of coaches that are being overpaid. So I ain't, I am not mad at him. How about this, Doc? I'd love to have been in the locker room. With Joe Jacoby, Russ Grimm, I'd like to have seen you guys after a loss and what that room was like and if anybody said anything or if a young guy would say, because those teams were so dominant and so tough and they they beat teams up, man. That, that was an era where, you mean, the Giants were great. The Eagles were good. The, the, the skins were spectacular. Niners were great. That must have been some room to be in with all those alpha dogs that just refused to lose, including Joe Gibbs. Well, you practice with them. You know it. You've been on great teams. Oh, yeah. It's that, you know, 40-play script on Wednesday and Thursday, live goal line, five goal line, live. I mean, special teams. I mean, the teams that won the most worked the hardest. And really party the least because you got to keep it all in perspective. Now, the offseason, I can't be held accountable. <laughs> but I think during the season, you got to make up your mind. Because like we learned the hard, we learned it the, the hard way is that when you lose in a Super, you lose one, you start looking back going, damn, did I have to close confettis? Couldn't I just, you know, left at 12? Everything that you do 
you're going to go back and second guess yourself and go, was it me? Did I do it? So just sell out. It's a once in a lifetime moment. You don't get it back, but you can't let it go away. You can't, you get that far, man, you got to finish. And in order to finish, you know, it's a long struggle, but going with those guys that you got a chance to pop a top with and put down a Bud Light or two or three or four or case, and then make sure, and then make sure that's the beauty of youth. And, and then to make sure everybody makes it home. It's a different world then, man. We used to get, have some law enforcement officers that made sure that we got home safely, you know, and that we, could we, that's how close it was. Yeah. All that's over now. Cause now, you know, we live in a world now where there's cameras everywhere. I tell yeah. my kids, I wouldn't trade with you suckers for nothing in the world. You got phones that people can view you on. You can't remember we had a busy signal. Your girl couldn't call you. Somebody tried to call you. Burr, burr, burr. You didn't, you couldn't be tracked. Now, man, you living in a society where you are tracked 24 seven. I'll take our, our, our youth. Thank you very much. Hey, Doc, I, I know you're, you're busy all the time, and I thank you so much for finding time for me. I apologize about last week. Thank you again for doing now, this hey, for me. I, was, I, was, I thought you were injured. That felt like a car wreck. It felt like, I mean, Dan's a pro. You got yeah. millions of people. You're a pro. I'm going, well, I don't hear none from him. I come in from Manassas. I go, got to be something happened to him. I was just making sure you yes. were okay. I love you, Doc. I just knew I knew something was wrong. Cause hey, Doc, we I love take this, Look, we're, we're, we're both stealing, okay? We're stealing. Because anytime you can do this, you know, for a living, then, I mean, we're the luckiest guys in the world. Um, and people respect you. They want to be on with you because they know that you've been in the trench. You've bled. You've had surgeries. You've had disappointments. You've been rejected. You've been pissed on. I mean, everything that happens. Everybody thinks this is easy. There is mm-hmm. nothing easy about this until it's over. And you ain't had to do it no more. And you and know it, what? Sometimes, Doc, when it's over, it's even worse. Because you know what I tell people when it's over? You know, you love your wife. You love your family. You'll always have them near and dear to your heart. But your true love is football. And when it's been taken away from you because it's a forced, it's a forced divorce and you have to leave it, something you bled, you loved, and you held close to you, and you didn't want anyone getting one of your chairs, that when that forced divorce comes, that may be even, because people ask me, and I know you say the same thing. Uh, you and I see the world, I think, through the same kaleidoscope. Would you do it yeah. again, Dan, with the 14 surgeries that you've had on your body? And I look at them, and I'd go like this. I wouldn't give a GD moment up for it. Right. Thank you, Doc. Right. And hey. that's sick. Love you, man. Love you, too, Doc. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man. Doc Walker, part of the broadcast team for the Washington team. Man, I love that dude. Was in the trenches with all them guys and the hogs back in the day. We'll take a brief timeout, get back to you. We'll take a look at this weekend's games. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. By the way, quick programming note. Next week, and because of all the wobbling that's gone on with the league, we are going to have Gary Cobb on Monday, and I think we're going to have Mike Quick on Wednesday. Mike was scheduled to be on with us Tuesday. Obviously, the game being moved has changed that. Hey, what what did you guys think with um, – what you guys think of uh, Doc Walker, part of the broadcast team for Washington, calling you guys a junkyard? <laughs> he called you guys a junkyard. Holy cow, man. Called you dudes a junkyard. What the hell was that? I was like, I don't know, man. I think Philly might be a little pissed at that. But see, good guys, you know what I love about that, though, man? Can I tell you what I love about it? I love the most about it is that rivalry in the NFC East. Alexander, me too, man. Doc's an old school dude, man. Pasquale goes, hey, man, screw that. I love that, man. You want to call the Eagles a junkyard dog? Go ahead. I'm ready to rock and roll. Wait a minute. I'm starting to sound like Brian Kelly. How y'all doing down here in Louisiana? 
So, hell, man, we had John McMullen on today. We had Mario Cristobal on. We had Doc Walker. All good on a chaotic Friday. Right? Carson Wentz goes Saturday night. Hey, guys, by the way, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. You guys have been great. I know it's been a little bit chaotic here. It's all good here, man. We wanted to get everybody on. Hey, Timothy says that Doc was smoking a stogie. I don't know if it was a stogie, brother. I'm I'm not sure that was a stogie. <laughs> hey, hey, Birdman, tell me that wasn't hilarious, man. You know, you're at Oklahoma and you're at Alabama, and then you get sent to a junkyard. <laughs> Talk about shit talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, a blunt. Okay. He, he he had a blunt. That's right, man. That's funny, man. That's, that's good stuff. Carson Wentz on Saturday against Bill Belichick. Man. Holy cow, guys. If Carson Wentz wins that game, he wins the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. Hey, don't do this. Here's the one thing Philly fans get to do on Saturday, though. Root for five plays. Five plays. Five plays. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Another average show. Hey, you know, from your average big sills. It's all right, man, you know. <laughs> you know? Hey, another average show. I'm all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. He said, hey, wait, wait a minute. How about this, man? He goes, ah, another average show. Do you know what that means in Philadelphia? Cilio, you're fucking tremendous. Because here's Xander. Wait a minute. Here's Xander. Watch this when you ask him if we did a good. He'll go like this. Yeah, it's a good show. So, what do you want from me? Oh. <laughs> I don't want nothing from him. <laughs> okay, what do you think I'm going to do here? You think I'm going to stroke you for the next five minutes? That ain't happening, guy. <laughs> you should have seen him anyway. <laughs> Today, with all the news moving around, thought he was going to bite my head off. I'm going like, oh, okay, man, okay. It's Christmas time, best time of the year. Look what they're doing to my Eagle schedule. Look what they're doing, the NFL. This guy was so pissed off at the NFL, he was more pissed than I was. <laughs> Xander's going like, Look at what this thing did here. Two divisional games in five days. What is that, Cilio? Don't give me your shit here. I don't want to hear anything. You're getting John McMullen. <laughs> I love it. So when you guys go like this, Sills, average show. Thank you. That's a merit badge. <laughs> Carl says, I should replace Angelo. Hey. Radio is afraid of big sills. And WIP, man, all you have to do is turn on the red. All you have to do is hit the red button at that station. You don't have to have much talent, dude, to be on that station. Trust me. Because you guys, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Carl, you make a point to me about today's broadcasting. Watch this. You guys have made this show blow up. Don't you think... Don't you like when when Josh Ennis was on, 
Josh told me you guys blew his show up. Then he's turned into a, like a jackass or something. And then he went south or something happened. I don't know. He pissed everybody off in the building and they hated him. I like Josh. Again, I like guys who are jerks. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> 69 says Angelo doesn't know football at all. Come on, man. The guy's been on a thousand years. He's a legend, man. Angelo is a liberal dummy crat. <laughs> Hey, man, I can't talk trash on another Paisan. I can't do it. If he was an Irishman, that'd be one thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, hey, thank you, Omar. We try to be, man. We we totally do. We try to be. You know, you know what, though? Omar, when you're genuine, what happens is people end up, right? They take, you know, you being genuine, and they they – when you tell people the truth, man, they hate it. Nobody likes to be told the truth. They hear this is how people like to be talked to today. Doc was kind of hitting on it. Hey guys, how's your day going? <laughs> You've got to have snowflake sprinkled in on your cookie nowadays. Right? You gotta get hey, hey, I know, man. Don't hey. Truth hurts, man. Goombao over. <laughs> It's welcome. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Angelo's good people, man. Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> Did I just add that caveat in? Hey, Bobby. Wait a minute. Bobby says Angelo Cataldi flip-flops like a flounder. Hey, I'm fighting myself flip-flopping on this Hurts thing. I, I got I got Xander going. Do you like the guy or not, Cilio? Do you like him or not? Okay, internet. Do you like him? <laughs> I'm like one week I'm in, day I'm here. You can't get that going in at a time because my family will do this kind of stuff to you on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas holiday. Oh, here here's my grandfather. You guys will love this. On a Christmas holiday, my grandfather will go, no horn blowing. And he'll look right at me. And he'll go, no horn blowing. I'm not blowing my horn. Oh, here he is. This guy's got three three hairs. Hey, you know what three hairs of, on the ass is? It's a swinette. Pig's ass. Three hairs on a pig's ass is a swinette. Cry me a river. My grandfather's telling me, I'm going, Holy cow, man. Carl says WIP is good elevator music. I don't know why they don't have Howard Eskin on more. That dude should be doing afternoons, man. <laughs> they probably are afraid. That's why. Yeah. Three hairs on a pig's ass. It's called the swinette. How you doing? My grandfather used to do that to me. No horn blowing. Like I come home from college or the NFL when I was younger. My grandfather would go like this. No horn blowing. No horn blowing. I'm not blowing my horn. Oy, here he is, big hero. Uh, what are you talking about yourself again? <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Oh, Chris, I like Mike Quick. Can't wait to talk to him. Screwed my whole week up, though, man. So, hey, Seth, by the way, loves you guys. Seth Joyner loves you guys. He just totally does. 
the responses that he's getting and all the people that have chimed on with him, he says it's – get this. When he goes on with Angelo – it's funny you guys should say this. When he goes on with Angelo and me, that's when he gets the most response. Guys, we're going to own Philly. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm going to own them all. Oh, I'm going to own you. You give me this, I, I'm going to own you. <laughs> and then, like Tony Montana says, the world is my oyster. I want it all, Mano. <laughs> I want it all, Mano. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Check it out, man. The Seth clip's almost at 12,000 views right now. That baby's going to climb to 20. How you doing? Smile should be a great one this weekend for Carson Wentz. I know. Hey, guys, don't get too pissed off. David, deuces too, brother. Guys, please hit the like button. You guys have been sensational. I cannot thank you enough, man, for all you guys and what you've done too. Krauses, Big Joe, Xander, you guys are awesome on what you guys are doing with this thing here, man. Hey, I'll tell you something too. I love being at Jacob Media too, man. We're going to turn this bad puppy into something even special. Can you imagine when we're going to be in 18 months from now? Good night, almighty, man. You guys have a football weekend. I know you're pissed off, okay? We got 60 minutes of football to play on Tuesday. Think about that, okay? Just keep, keep that in the back of your mind. Watch the Cowboys lose, <laughs> okay? You have a great weekend. And we'll catch you on Monday, 4 to 6. Make sure you watch the show. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you on Monday. And we'll have a great weekend. And we'll see you on the flip side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.